Hello, and welcome back to Pagan Preaching. I'm your host, Ethne, and I'm sorry for the kind of delayed episode posting. It's like spring happens, and suddenly there's everything to do and no time to do it. Um, But I wanted to kind of honor the spring and the return of the sun by revisiting my episode on Apollo. Um, I'm not going to delete any of my old episodes, but I definitely hate them a lot and so I want to try and see what I can do better so just kind of a brief recap for those of you that don't know Apollo is the god of music poetry arts oracles prophecy truth knowledge archery herds flocks diseases healing medicine light sun and the protection of the young Uh, according to myth his parents are Zeus and Leto and he also has this twin, Artemis, that were born on Delios, which, according to myth, they were born on Delios because Hera prevented her from being able to give birth on land. And since Delios, I believe, wasn't technically connected to the land, it was just an island floating in the water, then it worked out. Um, Apollo is known for his many love interests and trysts with different mortals immortals across gender bounds um also as just being kind of a a kick-ass god in hellenic polytheism and listen to the soothing sounds of me picking up a book uh i'd like to read this prayer for you it's kind of long from my book hymns for the gods from olympus to asgard by heliotrophe books And this prayer reads, Come, blessed healer, you slayer of Tidios, Phoebus, Lycorius, shining on Parnassus, Memphian, famous, bliss-giving, lyre-bearing, Titanic and Pythian, fruitful generator, and Smithian, slayer of Python, Delphian, prophet, wild and radiant, handsomest son and most glorious youth, far-darting father, master of muses, cultivating blessed joys, Far-ruling prophet, holy Didymus, you, Lord of Delos, are the all-seeing eye, the beholder through whom every mortal knows light. Golden-haired and speaking truths, may you look well on our prayers for mankind. Through blessed earth and boundless ether, and even star-flecked shifting night, you gaze upon the stout foundation, roots below, the bounds of all. The first and the last, the start and the finish, lie in your palm as the limbs of a bow. And with those strings, your blessed lyre, you cause all things to bloom. Yours is the axis of heaven, resounding with sound of the lyre as it sings your commands, drawing all things into their righteous balance. For here you play the lowest pitch, and there you play the highest. And here you play a Doric tune, set the poles in harmony, and preserve diverse tribes of mankind and beasts. In every mortal heart you infuse a fair, balanced share of both summer and winter. Three strings for one and three more for the other, and a lovely blooming spring when you come to hear our voices, happy God. For all men call you Jovian Lord, rutting pan who sends the winds and forms the whole of the weighty cosmos. And um, as part of me revisiting Apollo, I would also like to introduce our special guest, my sister, Eleni, who is 
a fellow Hellenic polytheist, and also an Apollo devotee. So, Eleni, do you want to kind of introduce yourself um, and maybe tell us a little bit about your relationship with Apollo? Uh, sure. Hello, everyone. I am Eleni Dracos. Um, I have been a devotee to Apollo for as long as I can remember. Um, I work very closely with him, more closer than I do other deities. Um, this is this is my first time doing this, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I feel pretty confident in my connection with him. Okay, um, so I I wanted to touch on I know. So right now, as kind of like my honor to Apollo, I've got his candle burning and some frankincense. And um, we were talking a while ago about kind of your daily routine. And could you, could you like walk me and our audience through kind of like what your day looks like in terms of how you honor Apollo? Because it's, it's way more like um, complex and intricate than what I do. Yeah. Um, so every day I wash with the lustral water before I light a frankincense incense for him. Sometimes I switch it up and I'll do mirror. Um, most, yeah, mostly my, um, devotion to him is I'll write things like poems and I do a lot of artwork online. So I do digital art pictures, um, I do a lot of arts and crafts aside from that. Like I make candles and every time I do things like that, I like to dedicate it to Apollo and thank him for the talents that I have. Okay. So your offerings are usually more um, like devotional activities than like a libation or a votive offering. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love, devotional activities because they're they are so easy to work into our everyday lives especially since you know how like Hermes is kind of the catch-all god for practicality but I think that Apollo is like a catch-all god for hope um and inspiration so like with his medicine and prophecy um poetry the arts like he is he is so wide ranging that um there's a like kind of an infinite amount of things that you could offer as a devotional activity yes i also do a little bit of music i i listen to music while i do my pictures actually or while i'm making candles as well um i have been listening to a lot of hellenistic music from playlists i found on spotify yeah and that's where I like like usually when I'm like giving offerings I gotta listen to liar music because it's like sets me in the right mindset and it's so great for working with Apollo um when when do you think or like can you tell me about kind of when you knew that like Apollo was calling you or that like you were going to build this relationship with him and like kind of Tell me about where you started. Well, I had followed Greek mythology 
since I was old enough to read. Um, and I just always had a, had been drawn to Apollo. Um, I started working more towards my relationship with Apollo when I became pagan um, mm-hmm. and started actively doing it. But I've always loved the sun. Like I like to find spots and just sit in the sun. And I know that's not directly Apollo, but it's part of his job. Um, and I discovered I, you know, I'm pretty good at being the light in darkness for people and that's something that I dedicate myself to do so I always try to remain positive um, and try and be the light that people need Uh, but I've always felt that strong connection with him since I knew about who he was (laughs) would you say that's like like being the light in all of your many talents like those are definitely I think just from knowing you strengths that you could contribute like at least partially to your devotion to Apollo, but like, can you tell me kind of what else you have gained or learned from working with him? Um, I have definitely gained more confidence working with him. Um, I, for a while struggled really hard with confidence and then I just finished the uh, devotional from Apollo, the Apollo devotional that I have. And the more I got to know Apollo, I started realizing that if I'm going to be a follower of him, it's okay for me to be confident. It's okay for me to be positive. And I want to help other people be positive, other people be confident in, in Apollo's name. Because I think that definitely with everything that's going on, we need more light in our lives. Yeah. Especially in, like, a humanitarian way. Like, since so much of his domain is, like, it's not just about survival. It's about, like, what makes us human. Like, the arts and prophecy and, and medicine and knowledge. Like, those are very, like, specifically human things um and i think that like if you're going to be the light to others you need to bestow this idea that like it's okay to step back from just surviving and allow yourself to enjoy things that are kind of outside of the realm of like food water shelter yes exactly yeah, and I I think it's it's neat because once we kind of like committed together um, to specifically Hellenic polytheism instead of just like eclectic paganism that um, that's the kind of like boat that the rest of our family is in. Um, I think that's when you also took on um, more of a devotional state towards. Hecate too Um, and she is definitely more like left-hand path honoring kind of the darkness and the things that are unknown Um, and how how do you find it is to work with them side by side like is that challenging for you or um, do you think they complement each other at all I think they complement each other 
Um, at first it was hard and I was confused if I should do it because of how different they were. But um, the more I got into it, especially like with both of the Hecate devotional or Ikata and Apollonas devotional, um, I have learned that they're actually, they actually get along really well. Um, because she also has to do with the moon a lot like Artemis does. Mm -hmm. So, um, in fact, I did learn that they have names um, that actually kind of make you wonder if they might be the same, but obviously Artemis and Ikatha are not. But, um, like, Apollo's other name is Ikato or something like that. It's like a form of his. The oh, like epithet? Yes, that, yeah. that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I, I actually found it really amazing. I had to finish that devotional and then like my Apollo devotion. The last thing we heard was um, you're talking about your Apollo devotional. Yes, um, reading further in my Apollo devotional and having learned what I learned about Ikata when I was reading hers, they definitely do complement each other the deeper you get into their connection. So I thought it was going to be difficult at first, and then it turns out that it's not difficult at all. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, they are both so... They're so intrinsically connected with finding your own power, um, like through divination, um, witchcraft, but also just like self-expression. And, uh, you know, I think that Hecate is very, she is like this embodiment of um, kind of like fierceness, Um Whereas I could see Apollo kind of complementing that with kind of more of a quiet confidence and not as like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of almost abrasive in a, in a, in a good way, but he is more a chill. I don't know. I'm not able to find the right words, but I think, I think you see where I'm going. Where yes. It's like kind of the two halves of like, how to confidently express yourself and advocate for yourself. Um, And I do definitely think it's cool that like, as sisters, you lean more toward the light and I tend to turn myself toward darkness. And you are now, as you're walking this other devotional path, you are putting yourself in a position where you are like you are learning to appreciate darkness where I am finding that if I'm going to have a balanced experience in Hellenic polytheism, I need to turn myself to the light. Yes. Which is tricky, but it's, it's nice that, you know, we get to do it together and like bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. We get to help each other out down those paths. <laughs> yeah. It's great to, because you know, as much as I do where we live here, there's just not a lot of resources. But um, I think that's all the questions 
I have for you. Um, could you just, I know you've got a poem you'd like to share. Um, before we get to that, could you maybe like give us kind of like a testimonial of how like you, how that connection with Apollo feels like, how has that emotionally altered your life? What, what advice do you have for anybody else who is looking to kind of pursue devotion toward Apollo? For anyone else wanting to pursue devoting to Apollo, um, he is one of the more understanding and easier to work with gods. Um, he's fun loving, he's understanding, and you definitely have every right to be confident in your in yourselves because that's something that Apollo is. He's very confident. Um and just every time you see someone who might be down or might need some help, like, don't be afraid to give them a lift. Like, be the light that they're looking for. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. And stay positive. But Apollo is definitely more easier to work with. He's very understanding and very laid back. Um, one little known fact that I happened to recently learn is that two of the other offerings that you could give to Apollo are, or dedicate to Apollo are sunflowers and hyacinths. Oh, yes. I totally forgot. Um, I know that like that relationship with Hayakintos is like, really important to you specifically and like your your worship and your work with Apollo so um do you think that would be a good place for other potential devotees to start or um, where would you suggest they start I yeah you can start that way but I mean just if if it's if you're looking for something simpler to start with, um, just simple like incense offerings are fine, and um, and just like I said, just be a bright light, especially one that we need in these dark times. Um, don't. Be afraid to really get into your music and yeah those are simpler things you can start with uh, I for one am um, trying to work towards making high synth essential oil as well in honor of Apollo that's a great devotional act it's so like intimate um and involved but yeah i think that's great the we're gonna light up the world with apollo devotees yes um do you want to go ahead and share the poem you wrote and we can kind of sign off yeah sure um i will say that i am this is i'm not very like well 
versed in poems. <laughs> so <laughs> this is kind of the best I got. <laughs> um, but, you know, I am proud of it and I'm working towards it. It's a little short. Um, Apollinas, bright and musical one. You who gives me light in the darkness. You who breathes inspiration into my heart. I thank you. Apollinas, light in the lives of the Hellenismos, gifted artist, healer of the gods. Thank you for your blessings. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's more focused on thanking him. Yeah, it's more like a like a hymn, which I um, I'm turning to more um, to have to work with hymns, which are more of like thanks, and you know they represent the element of uh, kadis, uh, that kind of reciprocal circle of um, gratitude and giving. So um, I like that. I, I prefer to use hymns instead of prayers because prayers tend to. Um, almost be asking for something where hymns are just showing appreciation for what we've already got yeah okay well thank you for coming on with me um hopefully we'll have you on again soon in the future that's kind of an idea that we've been kicking around that uh, maybe not every episode but um whatever eleni feels is comfortable with jumping on then we'll have more of this kind of interactive show than just me talking at you all for 20 <laughs> minutes but okay yes thank you. thank you for having me i'm so glad we got to do this and we'll uh we'll talk soon about what else we can do okay okay awesome thanks